tell me if this sounds like you. Ditching the rat race for financial freedom is your rally cry. Shaking off the hustle and grind mentality for time freedom makes you want to do a little dance. Creating a life where your money makes more money for you, now that's your jam. Why figure all of this out? More time with loved ones and the ability to make a meaningful difference in your world. Now that's what drives you. My name is Jenny Townsend. Now, let's up level. What is up, Podcast Nation? Jenny Townsend here, and I want to say thank you for joining me for another episode. I want to talk with you today about three barriers that are lower to your entry into the short-term market than they have ever been. Ever. Ever. So what I'm saying, in other words, is how this can be much more accessible and possible for you to even have a couple of short-term rentals by the end of 2021. How does that sound? I think it sounds amazing. So the first barrier to entry that I want to share with you that has been lowered, (laughs) uh, and it's the one that kind of frustrates me the most, but I'm just being honest with you, is competition. And what I mean by competition is the effort from others, this trend that I'm seeing. So let me tell you a story. We are, as you know, working on a couple of new Airbnb properties, like bringing them online and a couple of them need some updates. And you know, one of those being HVAC systems. So these are older little cottages that are charming, but I wouldn't want to stay there without air conditioning and that will affect bookings if we don't have air conditioning. So we found a great HVAC company. They installed the HVAC system in one of the cottages and then there was a little bit of delay because of all of the everything that happened with production and shipping and logistics during 2020. There was just a little bit, I think, of a back order on the unit for our second one. Okay, that's fine. You know, we go with the punches. And then we got a phone call from the owner of this HVAC company, which good dude, by the way, very fair pricing, very great work, very timely, extremely responsive when we had questions. I mean, we're talking about the ideal person you want to work with, right? And I've seen him work like with his guys, you know, when they were on site working on things, he, they had so much respect for him. He treated them well. And then he, when we were talking with him the other day, he said, he's like, you know what? I'm not sure I'm going to be able to install this, this HVAC system for you. I had a couple of my guys quit. I'm like, oh no. Like, I wonder if there's another HVAC company. I thought this to myself, by the way. I wonder if there's another HVAC company that's kind of scooping up the top talent. Okay, bummer. So we're like, all right, well, we're going to need to start talking with other companies. Like, what should we do? You know, and he gave us some suggestions. And then um, my husband's like, you know what? I really want to work with him. So like, maybe he's hired. Maybe he's found replacements. I'm going to give him a call back. And so when he did, this was actually just yesterday, I think. It came out that the guys who quit didn't go to a another competing HVAC company. They actually just wanted to stay home and collect unemployment, which currently is fairly close to what they were getting in their jobs. So I don't know how it's possible to get unemployment for a job you just quit, but that really frustrates me. You know, there is always the law of unintended consequences, right? 
This program, I'm sure, was meant to help small businesses, but it ended up hurting this small business. And you know what? It's affecting customers too. I know we weren't the only people that he called and was like, hey, I don't know when I'll be able to install this for you. Just because two people wanted to sit home and watch the top 10 Netflix docuseries or whatever, as opposed to working. I just, ugh, there's so many, there's so many things I could say about that. But if this frustrates you as much as it frustrates me, here's the thing. Just put in a little bit of effort and you're already ahead of the pack. <laughs> so while I typically have a live and let live philosophy, this really frustrates me. So if you are willing to put in just a little bit of effort, you're ahead of the pack. And if you're willing to put in a good amount of effort, wow, there's nothing stopping you. So my first barrier to entry that I wanted to tell you is lower than it's ever been, unfortunately, in a way, is that competition because of effort, a lack of effort that I see by a number of individuals around us, okay? Now, the second barrier of entry that I think is lower than it's ever been is actually the cost to get started. And you might be wondering, hey, Ginny, you know, there's booming housing markets, you know, look, people still looking to get out of cities and relocating to a place that might have an extra bedroom for a work at home office or whatever the actual reason is that they're relocating, but that it's still very much a booming market. And okay, that's fine. And that's not exactly what I mean. What I mean is there are so many different options for lower out of pocket at the beginning. And if you want to invest as in purchase, amazing. But there are a couple of other options if you're just looking to get into this ecosystem and take advantage of the recovery that is already coming. And I'll tell you about some stats here in just a minute, but think about renting. And I know people do talk about this whole like rental arbitrage part of the Airbnb economy, but if you find the right property with the right landlord who is fine with you listing it on Airbnb, all you would really need to come up with is first month, last month, and a security deposit, which is oftentimes another month's rent. So for three months rent, you could gain access to a property and have control of it to list it on Airbnb. That is much different than like a 20 or 25% down payment, right? Okay, so let's say you're not really interested in renting you would like to have a little bit more of like an equity play, a little bit more of a net worth play, but you don't want to put something like 20 or 25% down. I went into this in a previous episode, but consider a lease to own or a rent own scenario. So it's called a lease option. And typically you sign a lease for a period of years. It can be anywhere three, five, seven. I mean, there can be shorter lease terms, but they are very typically three to five years. But at the end of that term, you would have the option, not the requirement, but the option to purchase at a pre-arranged cost, which is amazing. So you know going in, okay, if this is a great property, if this brings in consistent profits, I have the option to buy and I know what the cost of the place will be regardless of the market at that time. So let's say it's an incredibly booming market. Then you could purchase and have an insane amount of equity already built in because you had that option created at the beginning of your lease option term. And the cost to get in, which is what this really, this bullet is about here, is typically 3%. So again, much less. So 3% of the home's value, to clarify. 
much less than a 20 or 25 percent down payment on a, like a traditional investment and you still have a potential net worth play and you still have a little bit less of a risk because you don't actually have to purchase. So those are the lower out-of-pocket at the beginning options. So those barriers to entry, people have paved this road. They have proven these models year after year after year and it's entirely possible because there are so many people who are wanting to move that finding a lease to own or rent to own property should be fairly easy and that's all you'd have to search really to get started to see is what is a rent to own or a lease to own in your area by the way. Or you could do a no money out of pocket, which would be co-hosting. You would put just a little bit of effort. So like a step above sloth, (laughs) reach out to a couple of Airbnb hosts and offer to take on their guest communications for a percentage of the proceeds. And you have no money out of pocket and you have the ability to make much more than you would if you were like a VA. I've been talking with a couple of other podcast hosts and they've had episodes about a side hustle of becoming a VA. And I've been thinking like, my gosh, I need to work out what the average hourly would be on co-hosting. So if any of you are co-hosting right now, will you please reach out to me at hello at If you can figure out how much you're making per hour, I would love to hear from you. Um, This isn't exactly my model, so I don't have my own numbers to speak to, but I would love to hear from you if this is the case for you. And so VAs make minimum wage, or oftentimes it's around minimum wage. I know there are some VAs who make a lot more, but if you're looking to get into something, it would probably be on the lower side versus co-hosting which you have the ability, if you can, you're almost like their salesperson. If you can communicate and secure bookings, you just gave yourself a raise for every booking you get. And and the thing is, with Airbnb, the guests reach out to you. You don't have to cold call people. You don't have to go find these guests. They reach out to you. Ah, oh, so good. And then you can give yourself a raise with every booking you get. So that is a no money out of pocket option. And that's why I think the cost of getting in, so that specific barrier to entry is lower than it's ever been. You don't have to be a traditional real estate investor if this isn't the right time for you, but you can obviously purchase real estate to be able to put it on Airbnb and have all of the other benefits of that. And then finally, the third barrier to entry that's lower than it's ever been is the learning curve. So Airbnb is now a mature industry versus the wild, wild west it was when it launched 13 years ago at the beginning of the Great Recession, by the way. And I started my first Airbnb in 2016. So Airbnb was eight years old and it feels like it was an eternity ago when I think back to how there were just really no softwares back then to help, but it was still very lucrative. And the thing is, with my first Airbnb, I didn't have a mentor to help me with this. It was like I had to learn on the job and I had to figure it out on my own. And you know what? You don't have to. You can take the strategies and systems that I've found to be very lucrative and make them your own. Like, yes, these systems are plug and play, but there's still room to customize them should you choose to do so. And really big decisions about how to make sure the area you want to be in has potential. 
or like tried and true revenue. How, you know, which of the tried and true strategies do you want to use for your specific property? And here's a pro tip. This isn't where you get creative. Success leaves clues and you can look to see, hey, which tried and true strategy rings true or works best with your goals and your own areas of expertise. Success leaves clues and I'm going to lay them out for you. I'm going to lay all of them out for you so you can choose the tried and true strategy for your property. And then, like I mentioned, exactly how to do the whole rent or lease or own thing. The things you need to prepare, the questions you need to ask, the vendors that you're working with, all of that is taken care of in this roadmap. And implementing your systems, actually getting it started, getting it out there. And then you know what? Creating a listing that stops the scroll. Isn't that the dream? Your goal is to stop the scroll, get the user's attention, and then have them spend more time on your content, or in this case, on your listing, and hopefully a book a stay, right? And then here's one of my favorites, is taking yourself out of the workflow. Ah, I do get a lot of questions about like, oh, isn't this a lot of work? Don't you have to, are you always on your phone messaging guests? <clears throat> well, I mean, the thing is, Worst case scenario, you could be, but that would mean you have a very active listing and you're making a lot of money. So with that said, it doesn't have to be. You can take yourself out of the workflow with either automations or with outsourcing, and I can show you exactly how to do that. And then you can plan to grow. So let's say you want to reinvest your profits. You're like, wow, this is amazing. This is my jam. This is my kind of real estate investment. You can simply reinvest your profits to build your portfolio. Easy as that. So those are the three barriers to entry that I think are lower than they've ever been. So it can be effort or com competition, however you choose to view it, the cost to actually entering, and then the learning curve that is no longer steep. You no longer have to go it alone to figure it out and have a successful Airbnb business. So if you're ready to stand head and shoulders above the rest, I mean, are you ready to put in slightly more effort than sloth? <laughs> and are you ready to create an additional revenue stream that's meaningful and move towards financial independence in a time when barriers have never been lower? Because look, the time is gonna pass either way. The recovery is well underway, by the way, and it's going to move forward with or without you. There is a really cool report. I'm going to link it in the show notes from an enormous research company called AirDNA. I've referenced them a few times before, and they released a report about March of this year, so this last month, stating that there has been a 169% growth over the 2019 numbers not even taking into consideration how much the growth has been over 2020, but 2019, it was a booming economy. People were traveling. Things were chugging along quite well in this space. There has been a 169% growth rate over 2019 numbers in small cities and more rural locations, as you might imagine, and I do not anticipate that trend slowing down at all. Look, that Netflix top 10 docuseries will be there. Right? It'll be there for you later once you have your revenue streams online, once you're moving towards financial independence. I mean, just a little bit more above sloth. That's right. That's what we're looking for here. So if this sounds like you, if you are ready to move forward and create that meaningful revenue stream, then dude, let's do this. Check out JinnyTownsend.com slash rental to learn 
all about this roadmap to help you find, furnish, and fill a profitable short-term rental. And you know what? Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate the listen. And until next time, continue to be up and to the right.